Welcome to African Couch Potato. This is another episode with myself, Gino Shedile. Today I'm joined by Shawnee Sani and we're going to be speaking about her productions, things that she's up to, and lastly, how she aces all of her auditions. Shawnee, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. So your claim to fame, I think when I first met you officially, we were doing a photo shoot for a series called Guamamazal. Yes. Then you've done a number of things before that and after that. Mm. Then your biggest one when I was doing my research was that you were the first African actress to star in a Bollywood series. Yes. As Nora. Yes. On Mehek. Is it Mehek? Mehek. Mehek. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, it really was the biggest opportunity I've ever had in my whole entire life. I mean, they moved us to India for three months to go shoot. We shot about 200 plus episodes. It was really work intensive, but it was so good. It, I met so many new people. The way in which they shoot that side is different. Um, the way in which they direct and stuff. So it was so good to just really immerse myself in a different industry altogether and to challenge myself. And Nora, my favorite character, actually, she was such a joy to play inquisitive and confused but when she finds her feet getting into India in the in the story I felt like I was also finding my feet in India so we you know cross paths in that way and till this day I'm so grateful that I got to play Nora yeah and how do those opportunities come about like are you just sitting at home praying and then you get a phone call Oh, no, 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 no. So I have an agent. I've been with this agent since I moved to Joburg, Thespian's agency. And yeah, they send us to auditions weekly. And this is just one of the auditions that I was lucky enough to get. I think when your career started, I'm not sure how old you were, but it was a, a game show or a singing competition. <laughs> yes. So from there to now, what has the growth been like? It has been, you know, I had to start asking myself, why am I doing what I'm doing, you know? Um, and for me, it was never about the spotlight or, you know, being famous as per se. For me, it was always that I love performing and I've been performing for a very long time. And the only thing I've done since I was eight years old on um, small talk versus now is that I went to school and I studied my craft and I was able to, you know, really hone in on this thing, this this talent that God's given me. And I think that's where the growth was inspired by. Yeah. With the first one, uh, when you were a kid, am I correcting in assuming that it was by chance you were spotted among a couple of kids and they're like, we wanted to be on the show? Or did you go to audition still for that? Well, they actually came to our school and I just remember I was in grade two and I remember my teacher saying, Shawnee, they need you in the hall. And everyone went, ooh, because, you know, you think yeah, you're in trouble. Be in trouble, yeah. And I got there with a bunch of other, like, personality-full children. And, yeah, they basically just briefed us and said, okay, we want all of you guys to come on this game show where all you have to do is just answer these random questions. Like, kids say the darndest thing. Yes, like, yes. you know, yeah. And, yeah, that's how it went. And now from that to now actually going to find auditions. So you mentioned that you got into with thespians when you moved to Joburg. Mm. How old were you? I must have been, okay, 2016. So I was about 24, I think. 24. Yes. And what is that process like? You give them a profile? Because a lot of people will mm -hmm. see you on TV or on a series or on Z World and they'll be like, I want to be just like her. But they don't know what the steps are in getting there. Like, okay, how do yeah. I get an audition? How do I know who's a good casting agency and what is that process? Okay, well, 
first things first, uh, thespians and a lot of agencies like actresses and actors who have a background in drama school or some, some sort of learnership about the industry, you know. So they normally pluck us from those schools or we get, you know, told to go there from that, from once you graduate, then they let us know, okay, there's thespians agencies, there's MLA, there's contractors. And then you have to sit down and decide what do I want out of my career and who do I think suits me best. And then you get to the agency, you send them an email, your headshots and the CV that you have so far. And they call you back and they say, come inside, let us do an audition live. So you have to do normally three two minute monologues, one that is like comedy, another one that that's like a poem and another one that's like more serious, you know, and from that they decide if they want you on their books and then they call you back or they don't and you keep looking. But um, the number one thing to do when you get an agent is you have to, there's a website, um, Basically, it shows you which the legit agencies are in South Africa. Yes. And so it makes sure that you don't get scammed. And, you know, a lot of weird things are happening out there. And that's where you can verify if your agency is part of the group of good agents in South Africa. Yeah. And the nerves now when you're standing in front of that panel? Oh, it never goes away. And I also think it's the fire. It lights a fire inside of you. You have to be nervous. I mean, I think... When the stakes are high, no matter what you're doing, whether you're cooking or getting on stage to sing as Beyonce, the nerves, they're really important. Yeah. So how do you shut out the nerves? How do you go and audition for a role that you really, really want and kind of like drown the noise out and focus on nailing it? Preparation, preparation, preparation. An actor prepares. Even if you blank out and your nerves take control, if you're prepared and you know your lines, even though you've blacked out and you are no longer doing your motoring senses, whatever preparation you did will come to the forefront and it will save you. And even if you say mess up your words, you'll be able to paraphrase your lines in a way that doesn't look like you messed up, you know, and that all comes from preparation. And I also do a little prayer. There's a little routine I have and I breathe and yeah, voice exercises, just things that calm you, center you and get you ready. But it's not as easy as I'm yeah. mentioning right now because, you know, I don't book everything I get, I get auditioned for, but it's still such a thrill, mm. you know? Yeah. And which role have you not received that you really wanted? I don't know how to mention it without mentioning it. It. Because, you know, I don't know yeah. if that's okay. But no, I've auditioned for a couple of projects mm. this year, especially. It's actually been a slow one for me. And I've been really heartbroken when I, you know, don't get them. And then all of a sudden they're being advertised all, all over everyone's social media and stuff. And you're like, oh man, I didn't get that role. So yeah, yeah no, I don't want to name anything right now. But. And besides Nora, which one were you, did you like? Like which one did you get that you really wanted? My first one that I got that I was like, was Rutendo on Ring of Lies season yes, two. Yes. Now she, because that audition story is crazy. I was new to the industry in terms of being in Johannesburg. I just moved here. And all of a sudden, my first audition is this huge audition for Ring of Lies season two. And I'm sitting in between two vendor actresses, well-known, who I've been watching basically forever, who I am such big fans of. And we're all auditioning for this one character. And I just, I thought to myself, you're not going to get there's this. There's not a chance. Like, there's not a chance. You're new. Mm. No one knows who you are. And weirdly enough, I get a phone call the next week and they're like, so you didn't get the role you thought you were going to get. I was like, oh, man. You're the... 
but they liked you so much that they want to audition you for the little sister. And I was like, there's a little sister. They were like, no, we're going to write her in, but we yeah. want you to be a part of it. And that's how I got Rutendo. And just, if that's not showing you God's plan for you, then yes. I just don't even know. Yeah. And speaking of God's plan, when you're now surrounded by people that you used to look up to, do you feel pressure or is it more inspirational? It's both, you know, they apply the pressure just by being, if, if I'm with you and I've seen you acting for the last couple of years, you know, trailblazing, and now I have to be in a scene with you, the pressure is the thing that gets me like, yeah. okay, don't mess up, you know what I mean, you know? But also, you begin to understand why they are the way they are in the industry and um, why you've been able to see them for as long as you have because, you know, they've got a good head on their shoulders and they're humble and hardworking and it teaches you how to navigate your way through the industry. Do you ever look around and realize that maybe we're the industry now? Yes, yes, definitely. Which is weird because I was actually this weekend, I went to a friend of mine's concert yeah. and there's a young uh, actress who was also there and she took me aside at the end of it and she was basically saying that, oh, I got into this after seeing you and I thought I could do it as well. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I remember <laughs> literally telling Furumu Gobani the same thing when yes. I first got into set with her. And now there's another one saying that to me. So I was like, what a full circle moment. And yeah, we are the industry now. And yeah. And what does that mean to you? Because now that little girl is saying that you are my idol. This is what I want to liken myself to. Mm. Is there a responsibility to now up your craft? A hundred percent. Even on days where you feel like you want to, you just don't even want to wake up, you know, because say you don't get that audition or it's been quiet for a long time. You haven't booked anything and you think, oh, what was me? You start remembering those conversations you have with people that say they look up to you and you're like, you know what? Let me not do this for me. I don't need to do this for me. Let me do this because you have no idea who you're inspiring by just trying. Just trying, yeah. But now what happens if somebody, or have you had an instance where somebody walks into the room and you're like, yo, because you feel like you're not worthy to be in the same space as them? Well, it's not that worthiness. I just feel like I fangirl a lot. I'm, I support a lot of people. If yeah. I see you doing well on any of my social medias, my number one thing is to like put you on my Insta stories, shout you out and make sure that like, you you know how proud I am of you, yeah. even if I don't know you from a bar of soap, you know? So for me, it's more excitement of seeing someone that I've always looked up to or that I appreciate their role in the industry. But I, yeah, no, I don't ever think I'm not worthy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's because you've been doing it for so long. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a groupie. I'm a self-confessed yeah. groupie. What I do is if I see somebody who I'm working on a production with Casper Nervis, I want to take a photo. I want to let him know that I've idolized him since however long, you know, or you'll be sitting and then Trevor comes and sits next to you. Then you're like, ah, I'm within now. Yeah. There's no going back. Yeah. Have you, have you had such moments? Oof. I don't know. I, I, I think I, I definitely must have, but I think sitting right now, looking back, I can't really find one at the top of my head. Yeah. Favorite roles to play? I love comedy. Mm. I feel like I'm a comedy actress. I feel like my features, my voice, my comic timing. So my favorite roles were Charlotte yes. uh, for Kwame Mazala. She was just so high energy and quirky. And that's, that's basically how I like to act. Yeah, those are my favorite type of roles. Most challenging roles or roles that you think would challenge you? I think thriller. And like, I'm talking thriller, thriller, you know, not 
scary movie. Yeah, like movies, psychological thriller. I'm thinking an actual scary movie where people have to believe that I'm gonna I'm instilling fear with people. I'm scared that I might. I might go a little bit into caricature fear, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like, I'm not sure I know how to instill fear into the audience. Yeah. Do you think? Okay, I don't want to. We don't make fun of spectrums, but do you think there's like a dose of bipolar that comes with acting, like where you have to like separate yourself from yourself to play another character? A hundred percent, but I think it's twofold mm. because everyone knows that um, when you're acting and you you stray a too far away from yourself then you lose that thing of truth yeah where it starts looking like oh that person's acting you know even if you've never been charlie and the chocolate factory or and now you have to play uh, willy wonka but there are levels of truth within his experience such as always being an outsider or you know building this huge thing so that now people can like him you know that that gatsby thing there has to be a level of connection between you and your character to to find the truth do you think that you can get so into character that it's hard to snap out what i realized in drama school is that it's always method actor this how to get in how to get in how to get in but we, we don't spend as much time learning how to get out mm. it's always like you got to be you know but you're not really told how to to leave it all behind so i feel like every character i've ever played is still inside of me a little bit there yeah which is great you know it adds a little tapestry um but yeah but if you've gone too far like to the point where your boyfriend doesn't recognize you because you're still charlotte like you come <laughs> home and you're still played up yes actually when i was shooting charlotte uh my my man is closer so he doesn't understand venda but charlotte was venda so when i'd come home from shooting i would just be rambling and chibenda energy so high and he'd be like charlotte hi can i have my girlfriend back and i'd be like sorry because you're just such a you're on a high you know yeah it's an unbelievable experience actually yeah. yeah you mentioned how not enough time is given to breaking out of character how important do you think therapy or some form of counseling is when you do like a really hectic role? Like, let's say you're either like um, a survivor of abuse or sexual misconduct and you have to like really get into it for the scenes recording and then snap out like nothing happened. Yeah, it's really important. I think the same way when if you have a sex scene, you have an intimacy coach, mm. the same way if you're going that deep into a character where it's dark, you know, it's really important to for production to provide a way in which you can reel yourself back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the question I'm trying to get into is like when you really zone in, like there was a um, I can't remember what his name was. He played the character of Pablo Escobar okay. in Narcos, where he's now like this drug dealer. He went to Colombia for two years before they started shooting. Mm. So he can learn like the the accent, he His can learn like yeah, tonality, mannerisms, mm. like certain ways that people say things. Cause also like different areas would speak Portuguese differently or different areas would speak so sort of differently. So he basically put himself in that environment. Then afterwards, after they stopped filming, like at the end of the production run, he had to go away for another two years just to be human. Because he also, like, physically changed. He gained weight. He let his beard grow out. Then he had to, like, undo all of that in two years just to be normal. Because he'd lost so much of himself mm. trying to be Pablo Escobar. And with what you're saying now, you've got, like, all of these things going on and you're happy and you're positive and you're smart and you're bubbly and you're inspirational. And they say, okay, now we want you to play this character. You have, you have to, like, move away from all of that to best portray the character yes then you go back to being yourself yes and that for me is like 
the bipolar elements? Like, how do you do that? Especially if you're filming multiple things at a time. I think it's really, it's the same way where I think you might have a different persona at work with your colleagues. Mm versus the when you have your friends over for game night at yeah. home. I feel like it's not that you are bipolar. It's just that you understand that different environments need different aspects of your personality to to kind of match them. So for me, it's about having range as opposed to snapping back and forth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We are going to jump over to the next section. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Top 5. I'm going to be giving you a top five and you must say yes or no. That's all you have to say. You don't even have to justify or validate. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. We're playing top five with Shonisani Masuta. Fatal Seduction, yes or no? Yes. Narcos, oh, Narcos, you haven't seen. I have. You have yes. seen yes, Narcos. I've seen all of them and the other one that came out. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes or no? Yes. Big Noon is Little Heist, yes or yes. no? Yes. Ring of Lies, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> the wife on show max yes or no yes my favorite was the first season though like, yes you know what i mean yeah what have you seen where you felt like Mm-mm, like um we're not quite there yet as a local industry not so much of a bashing party just needed a bit more fine tuning and crafting i'm not sure if i am qualified to make this judgment because it's a really small industry mm. and I'm not trying to shoot myself in the foot and make myself not enter certain rooms yeah. for being too opinionated on that. No, that okay, what yeah. has impressed you? What's impressed me? Yeah. I've uh, been really impressed by, okay, obviously, Blood and Water. Yes. I, I loved it. I was really impressed by Shaka Ilembe. Yeah, oh my goodness, our very own Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I've been really impressed by the river throughout all the seasons. And, oh, there's so many. I just They're just not popping up into my head right now. Um, what do you want to be remembered as? A woman of firsts, a trailblazer, a mogul, and a performer through and through. So that's what you'll be remembered at. But what are you actively building now to get there? I'm building an empire. And I'm building something that is so rooted in just the raw, honest truth of who I am. I'm so adamant in not pretending to be someone and then not being able to keep up with whatever persona I've created that people expect of me. So even the way I deal with my Shoni Sunny braid or the, my online persona with my influencer gigs and stuff, I always make sure that I'm not straying too far away from if you see me on the street or if you see me in a shoot or, you know, where you'll be like, who is that? Or she's like, you know, out of touch. I don't want that. Mm. Yeah. And how important are multiple streams of income? Oh, very important. I mean, I wish we could be like the guy from Narcos who yes. got two years. Obviously, he was being paid. Yeah. Two years of being paid to get into character, shoot the thing for a year, and then two years afterwards. It's a dream for that to happen, especially, I think, in this industry. Mm. But... Definitely multiple streams of income because you can't just rely on one section of the entertainment industry to pay your rent and your bills and stuff. Yes. What keeps your fire going? Like when it gets really bad, like what is that inspiration or that goal that you want to achieve that makes you wake up and still go to auditions? I think what keeps my fire burning is remembering when and how I started and never losing that hunger inside of me to always just, you know, try, be better, 
And also because I just love what I do. That's what gets me up to go to the auditions, even if it's across town and or to start new business ventures where I can relate to the people more. Yeah, it's it's the truth in all of it. Yeah. And where can people find you? On social media. On social media. They can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Instagram as Shonisani underscore M. On Twitter as Madame underscore Shonsan. On Facebook, all things Shonisani. On YouTube, all things Shonisani. And yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Shonisani underscore M, I think. Yes. Okay. Are you on to threads? Yes, I think it's also Shonisani underscore M. (laughs) All things Shonisani, was that um, you trying to document your life? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing it since, yeah, I had a blog back in the day called shonisaniseeds.blogspot.com. And I used to just put everything under one big website, all things Shonisani, but I have to revisit it and yeah. fine-tune it, yeah. I'll wrap up in a moment, but it's important what you're saying because I've always felt that as a person who's starting something, whatever it is, it could be a venture in hair, braids, you could be a thespian, you could be a, a creative person. But it's so important to document things because one, you don't know where it might lead you. And there's nothing worse than watching a documentary of somebody and there's absolutely no footage <laughs> of what the journey was like. Yeah. And we miss that as a local industry. People are always saying, okay, but Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan, uh, the Siri, the Williams sisters, they all had like their families documenting them from when they were like two up until the very last interview that they did on a podcast. And just seeing you walking around with the camera and hearing um, your the name of your YouTube, which is all things Shreni Saini, I think it's a very important thing for all people, especially aspirant people, to do and to keep so that we can have moments to revisit. Mm. And also for you as yourself to know that, okay, this is where I come from and this is where I'm heading. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. It's been great having you. Hopefully we see you again. Um, That's been another episode of African Couch Potato. You can find us on Instagram at African Couch Potato and we'll see you guys again on Monday or you guys will hear from us. And that's a wrap from me, Gino Shadile. Thank you so much. Thank you.